Hello and welcome to The Social, brought to you by the London and Irish Mags. I am Simon and I'm delighted to be joined as ever by or with, with? Oh, they're both Who? here. You know? What, when, why, how? <laughs> it's, it's only Tuesday. It's been a fucking long week. Um, I'm Simon. <laughs> Freddie's here and so is Ted. You're right, boys. Hello. <laughs> so sorry. How are you? Uh, we, have, we haven't done a podcast in about three weeks and that is the level of professionalism that we, we bring to it can't even get some <laughs> sentences out good to see you boys uh yeah it's, uh, it's been a while the last time uh, we saw each other was uh at tnt when we did the sports show that was fun wasn't it live on stage yeah we had live. um we had rob lee yeah. and uh kai humphreys uh we Raul Coley. We had loads of people. It was quite a monumental night when you think about it. Um, my girlfriend Elsa sent me a photo yesterday of just me with Rob Lee, and it just reminded me. I was like, "Did that really happen? That was absolutely crazy." Yeah, it's it was fantastic, yeah, wasn't it? Was it? Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, Tav, you you flew in specifically for it. Thank you so much for doing it again, man. People people fucking loved yeah. having you there. Oh uh, no, yeah, no, it was an early day, um, early morning, definitely, but it was fantastic. I was actually reminiscing, just looking at photos yesterday, and I was like, geez, did we actually do that? You know, were we just kind of just with, with Rob Lee and everybody that was there for TNT? I know it was fantastic, and it was great to see kind of the two of the groups there in terms of Irish and London Mags, and it was fantastic to see them having a good time as well, but all in all, it was fantastic, you know? Yeah, and since then, I've actually had, I mean, let's try and tell people where we've been, because... I've actually been spending more time with Ted because I had a massive break and I've just been to Ireland and I spent an absolutely fantastic week with the Irish Mags in Dublin where I watched two games with them. The Chelsea game where we absolutely battered them uh, and then unfortunately the draw with PSG mm. um, which we'll talk down as a win but unfortunately we won't get the points <laughs> for it. Um, but yeah, no, just a shout out actually to everybody at the Irish Mags that might be listening to this. What an absolutely fantastic week, and thanks for making me feel so welcome over there. Yeah. Fred is just trying to tell everybody that he was in Ireland having a piss up for the week. Um... <laughs> Johnny from the Johnny from the Bleakers said, to but me no, it was fantastic." Like, Johnny from the Bleakers has said to me as soon as I came through the door for the second game, he went, "Are you still here?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> this is it's all on the london mags credit card mate you'll be there for weeks um no that's that's fantastic that's so lovely to hear and like the amount of the amount of love we had on the day on tnt and on tnt was was amazing we had so many people coming up to all of us just saying that they really enjoy the podcast which is great um big shout out to uh, danny mckenzie who we caught the tube home with completely by accident and we sang blade and races against uh there was some there was some like tough uh rugby lads who just come back from like a an evening with clive woodward and they were like singing <laughs> rugby songs and daddy was like fuck that so you were blade and races he did like <laughs> he did like five <laughs> verses of it it was incredible uh so That's that was amazing. great um just yeah. wars <laughs> literally um no it was just a fantastic night um fred am i right in thinking that, that um tnt said that that was the best best live crowd they've had they say that every show. Uh. <laughs> no, no, they, they, that actually was. Yeah, it went phenomenally well. I mean, it's for context. It was out last week. There is a link in the London chats. I'm sure Teva shared it as well that anyone can watch it. Um, obviously, yeah. just don't share it or do anything like that. But yeah, it's been repeated daily for the last sort of two weeks. Um, and yeah, it was their most successful one. I know that they've done Brentford first. We were the second one. Then they did Brighton 
which they got through by the skin of their teeth. And then up next, <laughs> we've got like Chelsea and Villa and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think they were astounded at the fact that there was over 130 people in a comedy club in West London, all to talk about Newcastle. Amazing stuff. Mm, we love that, mate. We love that. And uh, let's be honest, there'll be a fucking library of Chelsea fans are in there. Um, so a <laughs> <laughs> uh, big thank you to everyone who turned up because it was such a special night and we had we had so much fun doing it. Thank you to TNT for, for inviting us. Um, yeah, definitely one of the... Uh, one of the most memorable nights of the year for me um, and definitely something which I know we all want to do more of in the future. Um, so that was that was really lovely. Should we talk about something which wasn't quite so lovely? Uh, basically, no. off. <laughs> no. 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 Um, I suppose um, we probably should talk about the, the last couple of results. Fred, you were, at, you were at the Spurs game on, on Sunday. Um, right. What do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about the performance or do you want to talk about the ticketing? Well, I think, I mean, I'm, I always sort of think I'm one of the worst people to speak to about the football because <laughs> I'm always sort of like in an away end or in the match and, and sort of talking amongst people. That's sort of much mm. more like what I enjoy. Obviously, I watch the match, etc. But Ted is much more of your kind of tactical analysis. But I can tell you about <laughs> the crowd. Um, it was it was a strange one. I sort of woke up at 7.30 in the morning on Sunday to texts from lots of people in the northeast telling me that they can't get down. We were actually supposed to have a meeting with Matty from NUFC um, at midday in the Dolphin before the match, um, and he couldn't get down. He had to scramble to his car back from the station, get that, drive down. I think he um, parked in Bishop Stortford and then came in and then drove back a couple of mates to Durham, which they they got a 25-minute taxi there. Mm. So... Yeah, like I say, Matty from the club was supposed to meet us at midday, but that meeting got cancelled. Lots of people had to cancel because it was literally, I think for a lot of people, they were saying it's all right to get down maybe, but it's getting back. And that was, you know, it was even on talk sport um, with them complaining about people being able to get back. But the away end was light. Um, it was very hard to get a song going. You could see that. I don't want to be critical of people and I don't want to join in in this debate that's going live on Twitter at the moment about, um, how the away ends have changed and which kind of people are we letting in now and all these kind of things. I just want to say that it's blatantly obvious that an emergency situation, emergency measures need to be put in place. Um, when there are train strikes uh, announced on the day of a game like that in London, when we have such a jam-packed fixture list at the moment, it's imperative that the club implement something like an emergency maximum three times a season that a season ticket holder can transfer their away ticket to an NUFC paid up member. Previously, we've spoken about how the London Sports Club could shift on tickets for the club and distribute them and pay for them um, and recuperate the money through members. We've, we've said all of that, but in reality, we have launched this season full on into digital tickets and I'm yet to see a benefit of launching into digital tickets as opposed to paper tickets. If there are so many benefits to digital tickets, then surely we are able to transfer those in an instant on the day to a paid up NUFC member. Um, either the club want to own that for a resale system, if they if they want to do that between friends and family, if they want to bring on board supporters clubs, it can be done in an instant. We've had more than enough lessons at Brighton rail strike, at West Ham with a rail strike as well. We've had more than enough instances where we could have sorted this out. We haven't done it yet and we need to. Yeah, totally. And to be honest, it sounds very flippant to say one text and one link with how to do it, put that into the group chat 
And I would say about 80% of those tickets are, are snapped up on the same day. Um, that's obviously wishful thinking, and it's probably quite flippant, so maybe not particularly helpful. Mm. But like we, it would be nice if a club really understood just what they have in this supporters club, because in situations like that, it really does take one text from Freddie to be like, we have 240 spares going today, like first come, first serve. I reckon we'd get through at least 80% of them. It's... I reckon we'd easily do 80 to 100. Um, yeah. But that's just on the supporters club thing. But I, I, honestly, Simon, I think we're at the point now where the London Mags are always, the door is open for the club to talk about these things. And we are talking about them. It's just whether we're seeing action. Mm. And I think there's lots going on with recruiting for the mm. fan advisory board this week. There's lots going on about, you know, are we doing this? Are we doing that? The onus is, I think we've reached that point now. I think one of the things that was really interesting, I will move on to say, is that Peter Silverstone was in the awareness. Um, he was there. That's the chief commercial officer for Newcastle United. He was there in the stands. I did see him. I didn't, I have met him before. Myself and Joe Martin have met him before. I didn't speak to him because what was plainly obvious is at halftime is that lots of fans were talking to him and they were telling him how it, how it felt, mm. um, which I think he needs to hear. And I think that is a positive thing. It's really now up to the club whether they'll listen because in such an injury crisis, when our away form is through the floor, yeah, I mean, how many more games are we going to have, right, that are in London, that are in, you know, like the fans so far have been to Paris, Milan, Dortmund. They've had cup games, you know. We've had we've been moved to an eight fifteen kickoff on a Tuesday on a Wednesday night against Man United. Man United, Cup, yeah. you know, where mm. me, Ryan, and Floodlights got in at half four in the morning and we're up again at six thirty to go to work. That's what fans are going through. The reality is, not everybody can do that. You know, there are going to be times where when this gets stress tested, fans will have to pull out. Circumstances change. There are family emergencies. You know, we all know money is tight as well. People have to completely replan their lives. And most of their lives are based around Newcastle United. It isn't a debate about who's a bigger fan. It's a common sense, practical debate that means that we need to be there to ensure the best support at all times for the football team. Because right now they need it. And I don't think what the club is doing is helping that. I, I struggle to, <laughs> yeah, struggle to add any more value to that, to be honest, mate. What about you, Tev? I think we just, I think the club needs to work with the fan groups, as Freddie was kind of saying. If a situation happens like that, the London Mags are there to kind of help in terms of a situation like that to, to take the tickets and be able to kind of fill it away. And but the new changes that are being put through kind of at the start of the season should be of aid of the fans and not make it more difficult. And it seems to be making it more difficult. So I think what the likes of Freddie saying and likes of other people are saying the club needs to liaise with us just to kind of make sure that if something happens like this again that there is a contingency plan in place where whereby the London Mags are notified or someone else is notified or somebody else is getting the tickets to to go to games especially in London because we still have a lot of away games left in London as well and then the likes of Bournemouth and Brighton as well so who says another train strike might not happen you know yeah just on that point Ev the trust did raise that with the club on Sunday morning about whether there was a plan for the sharing of tickets and whether the Newcastle United Sports Club of London, i.e. London Mags, could facilitate that. Um, we were told that the infrastructure currently doesn't exist. So even if we wanted to, it's not possible. Again, my advice on it would be mm. the data is there. We've all seen it. 
let's have a common sense approach and instead of having more and more debates let's actually spend our time working on what does the club need to get the technology to make that system work yeah yeah for sure and realistically lads we're only going to get bigger this is this is in some ways the best season for this for this teething problem to happen because obviously the the aim is to be in europe every single year and yeah i think there's probably it's probably a bit of a common theme but in some respect the clubs have the club has bitten off a bit more than it can chew across many points within the club this year but i do feel like this is something which needs to get sorted and if they want to get as big as they can then this sort of stuff needs to get sorted fairly quickly um well, Fred's given us a, a fairly bleak update on the ticketing situation. Uh, Tev, should we talk? <laughs> should we talk about the the performance and the result? We're um, we're just we're just exhausted, aren't we? I know um, Eddie's come out and said that we we can't blame on fatigue and stuff, but I think it's pretty clear to see everyone just needs a bit of a break at the moment, don't we? Yeah, and I think what you're saying in terms of being everybody kind of just being bollocks, basically, it's really physically and mentally. You can actually see. There's a lot of players that are playing. I, Cher, Lascelles, Isa, Gordon. I can name the whole squad. They're absolutely drained, but yeah. mentally as well. Like, And mentally, you have to be 100% mentally when you're playing a football match because you can see yourself in terms of how we play. We leave a lot of space because we press a lot, but yeah. we just know where to be at the right time, at the right place. But you can see now because we're mentally fatigued that there are mistakes kind of popping. There are missed opportunities. Miggy should have scored probably twice against Everton and against Tottenham. But that maybe mentally he's fatigued as well. You know, maybe we're at the stage where we're starting to get tired of the processes that we kind of do day day in, day out every single week. But you could see there against Everton, like we got hiding and and we were playing. It reminded me of the Bruce days, but it reminded me of the Bruce days because we didn't have the energy to play like an Eddie, Eddie Howe team, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I think a few players are coming back. Um, we have Longstaff coming back. Um, we have Wilson coming back, and then a few others. Hopefully, Barnes. Barnes would be like a new sign, but it's just tough. And I think we just have to go through it. Um, people are giving Eddie sick about kind of not making substitutions, but like, who's he going to put on? You know. Well, that was going to be my next question. Um, obviously the players are really struggling at the moment. It's clear to see. Um, substitutions, however, I think when the the team is as stretched as it is. I am struggling to see a reason mm. why Lewis Hall isn't getting any sort of starts. Mm. That's that's really the only one I can really put my finger on. Um, because also mm. it gives us the option to drop trips because naturally trips is fucked <laughs> and he's he's not had a good couple of, yeah. a couple of games. You would be if you played every single minute. Um, yeah, and I do yeah. think. Whilst whilst we're not blessed with the options, I think there are there are options yeah. which which we could have utilized. Lewis Hall being being one of them. I do think there could be a gem there. If you remember a few years ago for Manure, us Irish marks we call Manchester United Manure. I don't know what you call them. <laughs> when they played Rashford, I think they were in a crisis where they had no strikers. I'm not saying we have a striker like Rashford in our under 21s. Maybe we do, but. This is probably the time to test somebody in our under 21s who does have yeah. that potential. If you're not going to do it now, when are you going to do it? Exactly. So, even though I'm saying kind of like who we're going to put on, like there is an opportunity there. There is a few kind of youngsters that are making the bench, but they're obviously not playing. And Lewis Hall is not playing. But this is probably the opportunity to test one or two of them. To even, even the second half, they're very enthusiastic. Put them on, let them run around. But 
playing the same squad, the same eleven every single week, it's going to mentally fatigue them, and physically fatigue them. You know. Yeah, I, I'm at a loss with it to be honest with you because I don't, I don't understand what it is. I think we all have to kind of revert back to trusting Eddie and Jason with it. But if you're mm, not going to yeah, yeah. play these players, what like? What is it? Is it every player fits the system across the whole squad and that they, they play to that same style? Or is it that we only trust these players? But our system for 90% of last year has been high intensity. So without how, how does playing the same 11 every week fit into that? It doesn't really make sense. I'm at the stage where I'm not too, too sort, sure what Eddie's trying to achieve, but there's enough there which, which makes me kind of trust what he's going with. Um, you know, I I don't know what it's going to add doing this all before the Milan game tomorrow night. That would be my kind of issue. Yeah, that's that's why I keep on thinking about because it, literally in twenty four hours time, we could be on the verge of no Europe at all, which would be the norm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, back to usual. Yeah. You can tell I've got used to European football. Um, yeah. yeah. Obviously, but uh, yes, we have been used to that. Um, but it's obviously not what anyone of the club has wanted. And yeah, I think this this massively goes against pretty much every fibre in Hal's being. But I think occasionally there are some free hits in football. And I think yeah. prioritising certain, certain matches, like uh, obviously Trips will be playing tomorrow. And then he's suspended on... Um, and when he's suspended on Saturday or whenever we next play in the in the Premier League, but that again feels like something where it's like we could have we could have just actually just played Livramento at right back and then Lewis Hall at left back. And I'll keep on going on about Lewis Hall. There are very very limited substitutions we can make, um, mm. but I do feel like there have been a few free hits maybe that with a little bit of sometimes just make a substitution just so Miggy has thirty minutes extra against like he's got he's he's able to give us 30 minutes extra than he would do if he played 180 against Everton and Spurs do you know what I mean um yeah. Uh, yeah it's just everything feels a bit flat and a bit frustrating uh great to see Callum Wilson and Longstaff back though and um yeah it'll be interesting to see how we line up against AC Milan mm. I I worry that we'll do what we've done in the last couple of games play the same 11 and then end up with no European football because I think, and that would be like worst case scenario, which Can leads I just to say, yes, I'm mate. Not, I'm not necessarily happy. Don't get me wrong, but I, I'll reframe it more positively. I just want to beat Chelsea next week. Yes. Yeah. I just, I just yeah. want that because yeah. I think if we get a favourable draw yeah. in the semi-final, not taking anything for granted for going to Chelsea away because. You never know what you're going to get. I think they put three past City. Mm. You know, then they're going to get battered the next week, right? It, it's all there. And I just feel we've got absolutely unfinished business in that cup. Yeah. And and we could be on for another final in the end of February. And I, I just think, for me right now, oh, it, people, people say, what would you rather? The cup, European football, Europa League. I'm not bothered. I'm, I'm genuinely not bothered. Yeah. It's great to be in there, but it's season one. We will be there again. I don't know if we qualify for the Champions League again in our league form this year with Sandro Tonali and everything that's happened. Yeah. There's no kind of either or for me. It's not that black and white. I'm just saying, like, remember where we are this season, having another run of that Carabao Cup. I don't think opportunities like that come up again. 
Yeah, we've knocked, sure. we've knocked out City, we've knocked out Man United. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Fred, I'm exactly the same as you. Yeah. Um, I think it, it kind of goes back to the free hit thing, doesn't it? Like you, you're kind of just thinking that would probably be the game to prioritize because obviously Trippier will have had a break because he's suspended. Uh, mm. We should have a few more players back. There's some talk of Dan Byrne coming back um, tomorrow night. It, I'm with you, man. I think all eggs in the all eggs in the Chelsea basket. Mm. Um, I, yeah. I'll I'll give you my absolute best case scenario. I think uh, we qualify for Europa League and then we beat Chelsea in the quarterfinal, and we just we we just like peg leg it to <laughs> to, to January, and then as soon as January first comes around, <laughs> get get Calvin think, Phillips think... involved. People have got to remember that week in January. We've got mm. Liverpool away. I don't know which way round it is. You'll have to forgive me. But in the space of a week, we've got City at home, Liverpool away. And then in between that, we've got Sunderland away. Yeah. Mm. Like that, yeah. that is, it doesn't get any a possible easier. Semi final. It, it doesn't get any, plus a semi final. Does that come in? It comes in late Jan as well, doesn't it? Possible. Yeah, possible. late Jan. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't, basically, I think this is the point. It doesn't get any easier. And I think it's down to mm. we're in the, the lap of the football gods a little bit because they haven't done so well for us so far with these injuries. But let, let's see how, how it goes. Is, is there an argument to say that I know that this is pretty unheard of? Like the amount of injuries we have is pretty unheard of. Is there an argument to say that maybe the summer we could have prepared more? I mean, I think, I don't know. I mean, like, like I say, I'm going to defer to Tev on the football because I, I know he knows a lot more about players mm. from other teams. I just tend to watch Newcastle wherever I go. That's it. Like, um, that's why I'm terrible at fantasy team. Any Anyone that says to me, <laughs> what do you think of this? I'm like, I don't know who I think people are. <laughs> I know. Twice a season. Like, but, <laughs> but I think for me, I kind of look at it and I think like, from a club perspective, this Amazon documentary mm. was very, very revealing. And I'll tell you why, because essentially there was a lot of hype and I've got a lot of respect for these people. I think it's brilliant. I think it's fantastic what they're doing with the club, but don't forget they're all very highly paid for doing what is pretty basic stuff because we haven't done that for the last 14 years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I think aside from the recruitment, looking mm. at getting the Adidas deal in and things like that. Okay. Fantastic. But if you've got, I'm talking about Peter Silverson here, but if you've done such a pedigree at Arsenal and taken them from A to B, We've gone in and got Amazon in and then made this big deal about how, oh, it'd be amazing if we can pull off an Adidas sponsorship. We're a Champions League football team. And I know they kind of signed up for that we're a Champions League football team, but the whole narrative and the whole story, there's a lot to be said for selling us as a fan base and making sort of commercial growth out of us as a fan base. But what has been revealed really mm. from a lot of this is that the infrastructure isn't there yet for the club. Yeah. So in terms of, in answer mm. to your question, Simon, about... Could we prepare better in the in the summer? I'll give the club credit for this. We're punching well above our weight. And I know people think like, well, you know, True, we're in the Champions yeah. League, got to get serious and stuff like that. It's a mixed bag. It's never black and white. There, there's been a lot of things which, to be honest with you, are just getting us to to par, getting us to yeah. level with, with anyone else. We're still miles off it. Mm. In terms of infrastructure, I don't think we're there yet. So could the summer have been better? Mm. Ask that question again in three years' time. Yeah, mate, that's such a that's such a good answer. Yeah, yeah. and also like I I remember at the start of the season when we were we were saying we had pretty much two players for every position, and it yeah. has taken it's taken a complete yeah. freak 
run of injuries for us to be in this position. But Fred, I think you're absolutely right. We're we're well ahead of schedule, and I think because we because we've performed so well, and Freddie, sorry, Freddie, oh my mm. god, and because because Eddie has done, he's worked such <laughs> miracles that that we've kind of become we've kind of become used to it, and we're almost not willing to accept this and what this is is just a bad run of luck mm. and some very difficult things to come from it um in a club that isn't isn't ready for all these challenges what do you think Tab? i think as well in terms of the summer we couldn't predict all of these injuries coming but if you think about us punching we still are kind of punching as well like look at manchester united at home look at chelsea we battered them and psg we should have won in my mind we won but like even though like it could be it could have been worse you know, we would could have been coming out with this with disastrous form where we're actually picking up points. It's just the games where we need to pick up points and where we were good last year. We're not the same squad. We're not the same side. We're Tottenham away. We're going there. We're trashing them. Everything away. Isaac was going through 70, seven players. Like, look at Isaac now. Isaac has no, like, he can't run. The yeah. boy can't run. Yeah. So in terms of what, <laughs> in terms of what we're thinking, in terms of where we're going to, I think, Yes, the future's bright. Yes, we will kind of get here, X, Y, and Z. But I do think we need to solve kind of the now yeah. in terms of getting into top four or top five or 20, top six, getting a good grasp in terms of third or second place in the Champions League group. Because even though we're on the up, you can see what teams have kind of made it. Look at Leicester. Leicester in the championship now. It could quickly be taken away from us if we don't get our act together this season, you know? Yeah, that's that's a really good point, mate. Mm. Um Let's uh let's wrap up with some predictions for tomorrow then. Um huge game against AC Milan at St. James's. Um God, it feels like it feels like years ago since we played with a San Siro, doesn't it? Um Tonali was playing for us. That's how long it's been. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> what um what's everyone's best case scenario for tomorrow? I'm gonna put my cards out straight away and say that I would take I would take a Europa League spot. Yeah, no one to I think we'll continue a European um continue a European journey in the Europa League. And I think we're I think we're probably built more for that than the Champions League. So as long as we remain in some kind of Europe European football tomorrow night at ten o'clock, mm. I'll be very happy. I would say if we're gonna do it, it feels a lot like when we qualified for the Champions League, which was at Leicester at home and everyone talks about AC Milan's poor form recently and I think Leicester last season were terrible we battered them on Boxing Day when I was there and mm. I remember the end of the season limping over that line and it being nil-nil so tomorrow Simon I know you've given your prediction on kind of what you want in terms of the mm. Europa League I'll give my sort of match prediction of I think best case scenario is a one-nil and we absolutely limp over the line I agree. I agree. So I do think we'll probably win tomorrow, but I do think PSG will beat Dortmund. I just have a sneaky feeling PSG is going to go to Dortmund and win. Now, if they don't, it's fantastic. Um, but I do think we're going to win tomorrow. It might be 1-0, 2-0, but I just do think Dortmund might lose against PSG. But if you think about it as well, just from a supporters kind of angle, how fun have been, has it been to be in the Champions League? Dortmund away, yeah. Milan away, <laughs> you know, PSG away. 
the home games. Like it's been so like it's been so fun from a sports point of view. Where a lot of our the Irish marks we're going over with no tickets in terms of like Dortmund away, Freddie. Like we'll remember that for the rest of our lives, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. but it was so fun just to be together with different Newcastle fans all around the world and just travel with you. As you were saying, you only follow Newcastle, so you don't look at the other games. You don't you don't do the analysis. So you're kind of like this is your heaven. You know, this is our heaven, yeah. you know, being able to travel the country, travel the world and follow Newcastle, you know. So yeah. I think Simon is right. Let's continue on this European journey. It might not be the Champions League, but if we can get Europa spot, I'll take that, you know. Yeah. 100%. As long as we can sort out the tickets for the lads. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And back back to tickets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um no, no. <laughs> mate, it's a it's a big thing, isn't it? Um and I'm worried that this yeah. episode has been a bit uh, has been a bit down in the dumps, but everything just feels at the moment that everything is against Eddie <laughs> and the lads. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, hopefully, in like six weeks' time, we'll come out of this and think, okay, everything's kind of back to normal. But currently, we've just we've experienced such amazing things in the last two years under under Eddie that this is probably the hardest mm. thing that we've we've gone through. And considering 14 years of utter shite weirdly we're not used to it so <laughs> forgive us a little bit of a moan this week but obviously we'll we'll be supporting uh we'll be supporting the lads tomorrow against ac Milan. and hopefully we'll end up in some european competition tomorrow um i've got work do so yes i know i'll wow. be watching on a phone somewhere <laughs> in the toilet yeah <laughs> <laughs> love that uh to, to have your obliques yeah, so we have a bleakers meeting tomorrow. I'll be actually at the game. I'll be at the Melbourne. So if you see me, give us a wave. And um, there'll be a few Irish mags down um, in Newcastle tomorrow. We're flying over at 9 and 12 and all the other random times right there in Erlingus fly. Um, but yeah, no, looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Um, but yeah, let's just hope we get the win. But yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, any any uh, lads up in Newcastle listening to this, go say hello to Tevin the Irish mags because they're making yet another journey over and uh it'll be a hell of a game um lads thank you so much for uh today's episode i know it's been a while since we recorded there's been a lot of stuff going on um thank you for listening and uh yeah hopefully we'll end tomorrow in some sort of european competition and we'll wake up and it'll just be some sort of weird fatigued nightmare um so thank you for listening and uh yeah we'll we'll speak to you again soon thanks lads thanks